You've got to know where you are to know where you're going. This book has been a truly collaborative process, from the conception to the interviews, to the assessments, to uncovering the patterns of success, to the writing. In this chapter, however, since we are focusing on Herb's own journey of success, it seemed appropriate for modesty's sake to have it written by me. I first met Herb over two decades ago at a forum that Brendan Byrne, then the governor of New Jersey, hosted on a subject of creating jobs in a tough economy. At the time, I was the governor's speechwriter, and I came to know Herb as a bright, engaging, committed entrepreneur, brimming with ideas and energy. While he was blind, he didn't let that hold him back at all. I wasn't exactly sure what his firm did, but I understood it had something to do with helping companies identify and develop their professional talent. When I left the governor's office, Herb offered me a position heading up marketing and corporate communications for his consulting firm. That, as Humphrey Bogart says at the end of Casablanca, was the start of a beautiful friendship. One of the first things I learned was that when it came to being interviewed by the media, Herb had only one request. He didn't want to talk about being blind. His concern was that such articles almost always take a slant of blind guy does well, and that was not how he wanted to be perceived. Instead, he was much more interested in talking about his ideas for new projects and possibilities. So I always respected his wish, and as I got to know him better, I can honestly say if you asked me to come up with a dozen words to describe Herb, blind would not be one of them. And that was that. Then about a year ago, he and I were racing through an airport. Time you learn with Herb is not to be wasted. Every minute is to be squeezed for all it's worth. We placed our carry-on bags on the conveyor belt, and as soon as I started guiding Herb through the doorway that detects metal objects, alarms went off. The guard asked Herb to sit down so he could scan him with the metal detector. As I moved forward to escort Herb toward the chair, the guard motioned for me to stay back. Then, realizing that Herb was blind and not wanting to offend him, the guard stammered, I'm sorry, do you have trouble seeing? Herb replied, Well, I can't see very well. And I just started cracking up, saying, Herb, that is the most upbeat explanation of being blind I've ever heard. When I told his wife, Sonny, this story later, she shook her head and started laughing and said, That's Herb. In all the years we've known each other, Herb had provided very few details about how he lost his sight, so on the plane ride, I decided to ask him to tell me what it was like when he went blind. As we eased back for a long flight, Herb shared with me how he learned to accept certain things about his life, but not others. When I was nine years old, he began, I suddenly became very ill from an infected mastoid, a cranial bone right behind the ear. I was burning up with fever, so my parents had to get me to the hospital for an operation right away. My condition was quite serious. They were told that there was a very strong possibility I could lose my hearing and that there was even a chance that I might die. Now, you also have to understand that my parents were already in excruciating emotional pain at that time. About a week before I was rushed to the hospital, my baby sister, Rosalyn, had died from strep throat. I can't imagine what they were going through, and the thing is that penicillin was introduced about a year later, which could have cured both my sister's strep throat and my mastoid infection. But what can you do? While Herb's operation appeared to be successful, he left the hospital weighing only 35 pounds, I just felt too weak to do anything, he said. I was extremely susceptible to infection, and some sort of virus hit my eyes. Slowly over the course of that year, as he got stronger, his vision faded. I can remember waking some mornings and seeing little spots in front of my eyes, little black dots. But they would go away when I rubbed my eyes, so I wasn't especially concerned. 
Then one day, and I'll never forget this, Herb recalled, I was reading a book to my dad from a Don Sturdy series of adventure stories. You probably don't even know him. He was like Jack Armstrong or Tom Swift, a hero kind of thing. Anyway, as I was trying to read, my father noticed that I was holding the book upside down. What was going through his mind at the time? It was very confusing. It just wasn't making sense anymore. There were all these black marks and dots on the white paper, but I didn't know what they meant. I could only remember what we read out loud in class. So his father rushed Herb and his upside-down book to a doctor who removed any doubt about what was happening. I can remember him saying, Your son is going blind. Herb paused as he remembered. It was a slow process, very gradual. There wasn't any one crushing moment when I thought, Oh my God, I'm blind. And I don't remember crying or asking, Why me? Or what am I going to do? I just kept adjusting. I kept trying to look closer and closer at things, and honest to God, I didn't realize except for the black dots that anything was wrong.